yeah. yeah. Money on my mind. Money on my mind. Yeah. Money on my mind. Money, money on my mind. Yeah. Money on my mind. Money on my mind. Money, That's right. Money on my mind. So money is all I think of. That's right. Money on my mind. Welcome, 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 and welcome you to yet another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. It's your boy Jalen, and as you can see, if you're watching from YouTube, I got a new set, uh, well, new background to the set, uh, and for people that have been wondering, I did take about two weeks off. Uh, I've been moving, so that's another reason why you see a new set. Uh, I've been moving, <laughs> so I'm in a new spot, in a bigger spot, so I'm excited, um, and I'm back. And a lot happened since I've been moving. Uh, man, Shaq and Kobe got into it a little bit, and Dwight caught a stray. Um, the NBA, I mean, NFL season started. We're not really going to talk about Shaq and Kobe, but we're definitely going to talk about what we saw week one. Um, another thing, because the NBA, I mean, NFL season has started, and there's Monday Night Football, the podcast is now going to be dropping every Tuesday. Um, both audio and visual will be Tuesdays. Uh, I appreciate everyone, appreciate everyone that's still here. Appreciate everyone that was wondering where I was, sending me texts like, yo, what's good with you? Um, so here we go. Before I left, we talked about A.B. and the situation that he was in. Um, he was, it was, <laughs> I don't know what was going on with A.B. I don't know what was going on in his head. I don't know if he was, he was tripping about something. But, you know, he was getting fined. He was uh, showing up late or unexcused absences to practice or meetings, um, and he posted his fine letter on social media. And of course he had a big blowout with Mike Mayock, who's the GM of the Raiders, uh, you know, calling him, I guess, racial slurs and everything. And a lot of people thought, including myself, that AB would not last on the Raiders. I didn't think he would play a game for the Raiders. And lo and behold, he got released from the Raiders. Uh, he wanted to be released. Uh, they released a video of him excited running around his house uh, when he got released. And I said to myself at that moment, this, watch, watch AB gets picked up by the Patriots. Watch. I said that at that moment. Once I know he was released, I said, wow, he was released. A lot of people saying, yo, he's not going to play again or he's not going to play this season. I said, bro, the Raiders, I mean, the Patriots are going to pick him up. Lo and behold, two hours later, I get an alert on my phone saying he signed with the Raiders one-year deal for $15 million. And this, see, this goes two ways. Um, I understand not wanting to be in a situation. Trust me, I, I, I say this almost every podcast, but I'm all for player mobility, players doing what they want to do. However, if you sign a contract and you say you want to be there, um, I think you at least have to play at least a game. But I, I understand moving or wanting, you know, wanting to move mobility, but... And I get the fact that, you know, he's in a better situation now with the, with the Patriots and Tom Brady and that organization, but it's, it's like a, it's like a, like a, it's like a, I get, I get to two, two thoughts come to mind when, when we talk about the situation. One, I understand that AB may not have been happy with the Raiders. And I think, and I can tell you before we, before we move on with the second one, I can tell you why he was not happy with the Raiders. Nearly everything that he did with the Raiders, he did with 
um, almost everything he did with the Raiders, he did with the Steelers. In fact, he did a lot more with the Steelers. You remember when he recorded uh, the in-game, you know, after the game, when he recorded the team locker room. You remember some of the antics of, you know, with Ben Roslinberger and, and, you know, some of the arguments with his coaches. He did multiple things in, in, in uh, Pittsburgh. The problem was, however, they let it go. And they didn't say anything about, like they didn't, he, he wasn't fined. He wasn't, he wasn't hold, held accountable because the difference between the Raiders and the, the Pittsburgh Steelers is I don't think that, okay, when we're talking about football, we're talking about wins and the end of the game is wins. Uh, I think that with Pittsburgh, Antonio Brown care, matters more about, like, you can win a Super Bowl with Antonio Brown because of everything that Pittsburgh has with Big Ben, with Le'Veon Bell at the time, or, or even James Conner with the defense. You can, Antonio Brown can be the difference between a Super Bowl win or an AFC championship win. He makes that difference because he's such a good player. With Oakland, I don't think he made that big of a difference because there's so much around him that needs improvement that, yes, he will, he, he will get you some wins. He might get you maybe a win or two, and, and, and it doesn't take away from his talent, but it, it does show that it, it does matter what, like, what's around you. And while... Because AB can, can get you a championship or it could be the difference between winning a championship and not in Pittsburgh, you're going to let a lot of things slide because you know you need him. With the Raiders, they know with or without him, he, they're not really a Super Bowl win. They can tell themselves they're a Super Bowl caliber team, but they're not a Super Bowl caliber team. So it's like your window is a lot less... It's a lot less... Um, you can say... Your window of, of air is a lot less is a lot smaller, and their tolerance level is a lot smaller because I don't want to say you don't matter, but you don't matter in the grand scheme of with AB you're not going to win championship, and I think that's why you saw him getting fined in in Oakland. You saw a lot Mike Mayak voices frustration. You saw teammates. Uh, like, like they didn't really voice their frustration, but they they stayed out of it. You saw um, John Jay, John Gruden, especially on Hard Knocks. They go out. It. You saw what we saw in Pittsburgh with AB. The problem is another team's not going to tolerate that, especially if you don't matter when it comes to winning a Super Bowl. So when you release them. And go and now he goes to Pittsburgh. And last night they looked really well and won. It's like, okay, AB is a very important player, but he was starting to get too much. Uh, he was starting to become too much of a burden for his value on that team. 
he wasn't too much a bur- uh he wasn't that you know it, it was different like i said with pittsburgh because his value was a lot more because they were contending for a championship oakland's not and then let's look to the ab side ab that <laughs> i get what he again i get the fact that you want to move but that was to me that was an unprofessional way of doing it you could have just been like yo i don't want to be here i you know you don't have to put on a spectacle for social media. Um, I think what he was trying to do was make himself so unbearable that they just had to release him. Um, but I don't understand. He was bragging. Yeah, I get you're out of the situation, but you were bragging. You lost like $30 million, my G, or $20 million. Like, come on, bro. Like, <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not the greatest math expert, but I know the difference between $30 million and 15. So, you know, I don't know. And I, he's in, of course he's in a, a lot better, a great, you know, a better situation with Pittsburgh because we already know about the pedigree of Pittsburgh. I mean, not Pittsburgh. I'm sorry, uh, New England. We already know about the pedigree of Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. And you even saw on Sunday, Sunday Night Football, Pittsburgh against the Patriots. How and AB didn't even play. How lopsided they looked. I think AB will will. I think we're, AB will do wonders for uh, the pack, the Patriots' defense. I mean, offense. Uh, you know, one thing that we've always said is Tom Brady doesn't really have a wide. The last time he had a wide receiver that can really go over the top was Josh Gordon, but he didn't even finish the season. He's back now and looked incredible on Sunday, but that's the last time we say, "Yo, he doesn't really have." a deep threat the last time before josh gordon was more was probably um that was wide receiver was randy moss and ab fits that mode you know he's we all know he's an incredible route runner we all know exactly what it is but (laughs) he's gonna do wonders and it's it's on the other side of that coin that i was talking about earlier I think this sets a dangerous precedent for the league. One thing that owners always talk about is this, you know, we don't want to give fully guaranteed contracts because players aren't going to know how to act. Players aren't going to know how to deal and handle all that money, which I don't agree with, but these are what owners were saying. So when you have AB doing stuff like that, that just gives the owners fuel saying, you know what, this is why we're not going to pay them fully guaranteed contracts yeah you have injuries and you also have people making bonehead decisions like he did now the his decision of course ultimately got him on the Patriots but what owner wants to go through that you pay you you give this man 150 guaranteed money for him to turn around and pretty much bail on you you know what I mean so I I get see this is a dangerous precedent that and Antonio Brown is setting now you know, go get your money, do what you got to do. Hey, you're on the Patriots now. Uh, they th- that is an inc- that's probably one of the best weapons um, Tom Brady's ever had, next to Gronk and everything. But we'll see how this goes. Uh, I think that Antonio Brown orchestrated this whole thing. I think once he started getting fined by the team, and he's he. Because he wasn't fined in Pittsburgh. They just let it go most of the time. So the, when he started getting fined, he, it, it was different for him. And he was like, yeah, well, I'm not going to deal with this. 
I don't want to be here. They don't respect me. They start messing with my money, not realizing that he's messing with his money. Not, I, I think that he tried to make it work with Oakland until they started find, finding him. Then he was like, you know what? I don't want to be here anymore. And I think that he went to the perfect organization at the, as in the Patriots if he wants to win, but he also went to an organization that's not going to top. You think Oakland, and Oakland is nowhere close to button up, but you think that Oakland isn't going to tolerate your stuff. You think Bill Belichick doesn't even treat Tom Brady like a superstar. Like They're not going to tolerate not none of that. So that's, that's why I'm curious to see exactly how this is going to go for AB. But this... This was a circus, man. This was a circus dating all the way back to probably like July since he, he really started, he got signed. So I'm excited to see what, what's going to happen. Um, I'm excited to, to uh, I'm excited to see how he's going to make his imprint on the Patriots. I'm excited to see how, you know, how Oakland's going to bounce back, which they bounced back really well last night against the Denver Broncos. I'm excited to see. And before we move on, and, and I guess I guess we'll talk. We'll we'll start by you know I guess we'll go on to talk about what happened. You know, week one in the NFL. One thing I have to talk about is is the Steelers. The Steelers looked god awful on Sunday when they went against the Patriots that didn't even have AB. We talk a lot about how important Big Ben is. And we talk about how much culture matters and how much um, it's, it's a next man up mentality or how much um, one player might not matter as much as another player. We always talk about that. Yet when we're seeing evidence of how important a player is, as, as fans sometimes we want to turn our eye to it or get mad at the player instead of the situation. I say all that to say, you lose Le'Veon Bell, who at his peak is a top five, maybe even top two running back in the league. You lose AB, at worst, top five receiver in the league. You lose all of them, and a lot of people saying, you know, Pace, I mean, uh, Pittsburgh still has Big Ben. They still, they still have James Conner. They still have Mike Tomlin. All this is true, but you have to understand, Le'Veon and Big Ben, I mean, uh, AB are generational, are once in a generational players. And, it, and this is no disrespect to, to Big Ben. This is no disrespect to James Conner or anything. But you saw from the get, from the jump, the, the Steelers look lost. The Steelers look, their offense was terrible. Their offense was slow. Um, Big Ben was rushed so many times. James Connors, uh, it, look. A lot of people say that the Steelers are, 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 are going to be fine without A.B. and Le'Veon Bell. <sighs> we haven't seen it. What we, the first game that we saw with both of them gone, then this season, they lost 33-3. to And the crazy thing is the Patriots did not even have A.B. They had Josh Gordon looking like the old Josh Gordon, who, by the way, was not here and he was in rehab last year. You, 
they had Tom Brady. Tom Brady was damn near untouched, and, and, and for real, for real, all the wide receivers, if you really play it back, all the wide receivers are pretty much opens, which means that the defense is still a problem. It's Pittsburgh, to me, is going to struggle this year. And they're going to struggle until they get that player. Or then I don't think they're ever going to get a player like Le'Veon Bell. They're never going to get a player like AB. So until they really find the root of the problem, which I don't, I don't, I don't want to sit here and say what it is yet, but forget it. The root of the problem is Big Ben is digressing or is degressing or digressing, degressing. And they don't want to. They don't want to be 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 honest about that. Yes, he's getting older, but they think he's he's aging like Tom Brady or or Drew Brees. No, he's aging like Big Ben. Big Ben looked terrible out there, along with their defense. And and that, that doesn't help anybody at all. So I I don't I don't. Uh, I, it's it's gonna be a long to me. I think it's gonna be a long season for, uh, for for the for the um, for the Steelers, and I think we're gonna have to really see how much, uh, see how how this Antonio Brown situation is going to uh, affect both Oakland and Patriots. I think Patriots are even more primed to at least make it to the AFC Championship game or even the Super Bowl. Because I think Kansas City, uh, we'll talk about them a little bit later. Kansas City looked incredible, and they still have um, explosion everywhere. Uh, and Oakland looked really well. I, I don't think that, I think that they, you know, the emotion of AB really fueled them as well as playing Denver. And I don't know why people thought Joe Flacco was going to be their savior or something. He would, he definitely he looked like Joe Flacco of old, which is not good. So uh, I, I'm excited to see this is going to be there. This is just another storyline of this season, you know. So um, I guess we'll go. We'll talk about some games that happened um, this this or this week. Lamar, look. I don't know if the Ravens are that good or the Dolphins are that bad. For people that didn't see, Lamar Jackson, who, by the way, had six total passing touchdowns last year, had five total total passing touchdowns on Sunday in a 59-10 win against the Dolphins. Now, some of the passes he was throwing, this man was flinging that ball like there was nobody's business, man. Like he he was 17 for 20 for 324 yards and my man was just flicking the wrist and the ball was going 60 miles, 60 60 miles. <laughs> 60 yards. Like I was like, "Yo, he it's funny. He, I I understand, you know, offseason, but he doesn't he didn't look anything like he did last year. Now, I know this is rookie year, the sophomore year, but he looked more poised in the pocket. He looked, his arm looked, or his accuracy looked a lot better. His deep ball looked incredible. He looked like a complete different player than what we saw last year. And it, uh, he was, he was, he looked so good that 
there was so, multiple sources saying that said that Dolphins players after the game called their agent requesting to be traded. Multiple players. Again, I don't know if he'll be able to sustain sustain it. I don't know, and I'm not I'm not I'm not saying he won't be. All I'm saying is I didn't see Lamar Jackson hooping like 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 he did on Sunday. That's all I'm saying about that. That man was incredible. He aired it out like it, it was, and, and it's exciting because if you really look at the 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 Ravens. The Ravens' biggest question mark was their offense with Lamar Jackson. They have a really good defense with uh, Earl Thomas and those boys. They have a good running back now, and they have solid wide receivers. Um, Hollywood Brown looked great. Um, it was just, is, is Lamar Jackson going to be able to take that leap? And at least for game one, it looks like he is ready and poised to do that. So I'm really excited to see what happens to him because or what happens to the Ravens because he looked incredible and on the flip side a team that did not look incredible was the Browns the Browns got stomped by the um, Titans I believe they lost 43 to 13 I know a lot of people want to overreact um, because it's, I mean, it's only week one. But one thing that I know is this. If you have a culture, you know, people talk about this a lot, and, and it doesn't get enough credit in this situation right now, is culture. When you have a culture of losing for so long, it's going to be tough to, 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 um, to get out of that. Think about this. Think about, I, I, can, I can bring it to personal. Think about moving, right? When you move, say you've been living in a house for 20 years and you finally move, or 15 years and you finally move. For that first few, maybe week, week and a half, two weeks, you're gonna, your brain is going to think you're driving to your old house because that's habit, that's culture that you've built. I am driving to my, because I've, I've been doing this for so long, I have to rewire my brain to drive to the new house. When we talk about the Browns, they've had a culture of losing for so long that it's, it's going to take a lot to get out of that culture. Think about it. They have a first-time head coach, and he only, the, he only coordinated for like half of a season. Now he's a head coach for Freddie Kitchens. They have a young uh, quarterback in Baker Mayfield. They have a young wide receiver core, and an unproven even though we know how good Odell is, we know how, how good Jarvis Landry is, they haven't done anything. And their teams have never been in positions where they have to be big, maybe in a, in a playoff game or maybe in a game to decide a playoff game. They have not done that. So you have inexperienced uh, veteran wide receivers that come from organizations that didn't win. Uh, Odell Beckham wasn't on the, the winning Giants and Jarvis Landry wasn't on the winning Dolphins. So you, ha you bring in, you have a, an inexperienced uh, quarterback. This is his second year. You have an inexperienced coach. You have, this is his first year. You have veterans that are experienced but not experienced in winning all around, both, um, both on the defense and offense. 
you trade away your second best in the, in the offseason. You trade away your second best offensive lineman on an offensive line that is already weak. You're, you're, they're not, you have to build. You have, first of all, you have to destroy a culture to build another one. You have to tear down the losing culture that is the Browns to build up a winning culture. So when I was looking at that 43 to 13, I was like, yo, this looks like the old Browns. Odell Beckham, you know, had a couple catches, uh, but he he disappeared. The only reason why I really heard his name was he was wearing a $350,000 watch. Uh, Jarvis Landry went off on the reporters. Their uh, tight, uh, no, their offensive lineman got got uh, ejected for kicking a player in the head. Like the Browns look like the old Browns. They didn't look like they were ready to win. They didn't look experienced. So it's going to take time. But it, I, it, it, it just, I don't know. I, you have to break. I don't think they are completely done breaking down that losing culture. I don't think that they'll. I don't think there's going to be a losing season at all. But that a lot of people peg them to make it to the AFC Championship, and I was like, whoa, they just came off of like a, a, a <laughs> like two or three years ago. They just went 0 and 16, and you think they're about to make it to the AFC Championship? It's steps, bro. And I don't know if they are done making those necessary steps. So I think that's another thing that we have to really see and wait out because we don't know. And and they look they looked humbled. I, they look like they needed that loss. Now, of course, we'll have to see where they are, where they go, or what they do moving forward. But they looked shell shocked. You know, uh, Baker had I think three interceptions. One of them was a, a pick six. Um, it's you know I'm not putting this on one player. And and they still need to work on areas that they were weak last year, which is their secondary and their um, offensive line, especially their offensive line. So we'll have to see. And, and another thing that we'll have to see is just how good Kyler Murray and how ready Kyler Murray really is. Kyler Murray in the, in the Cardinals struggled the entire day until I think the fourth quarter. The Lions were, were doing whatever they wanted even though the Lions suck too, but and, and don't get me wrong, Kyler Murray's good. Kyler Murray was good, but the 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 Cardinals as a whole sucks, <laughs> uh, and, and the Lions. The Lions are trash. But he looked he looked like a rookie the first what three quarters, and he's kind of, and even in overtime he he had some plays that that he he could have made, but he I guess he wasn't he well you know he wasn't experienced enough, but. <laughs> Kyler Murray and the Cardinals finished the game with a tie against the Lions, and that's another thing that we have to see and wait out. He he has an, he has a cannon of an arm for how small he is, and 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 he's very elusive. But we have to see. You know, you're only as good, especially in football. You're only as good as the pieces around you. And if Cliff if Cliff Kingsbury and that that coaching staff can build and, and bring quality pieces around Kyler, I think it'll be good. But if they can't and they struggle to find people that want to play for them, I think that they will struggle. Um, Kyler, Kyler was an exciting player, and, and, and we saw it on display Sunday. But, you know, we'll, we'll have, to, have, to, have to see. Um, 
moving forward. I'm not going to talk about this too much, but we know I'm a Redskins fan. And <laughs> they looked, they were up, what, 17-3 against the Eagles, and then they just fell apart. But one thing, one of the underlining storylines that we have to take, we have to take, like, we have to take caution to is that AP was a healthy scratch. I don't know why they're they're saying that they have some BS excuse, and a lot of the offensive linemen, you know, they they were upset at the coaching staff and and Jay Gruden. Like, why are you, you know? <laughs> Not only is AB a future Hall of Famer, but he, he's, he's very important, very integral. And because he didn't play, uh, Geis got injured again. Uh, it's not as serious as, of course, last year, but he got injured again. Um, I, I don't understand why he did it. A lot, of the, a lot of the offensive linemen don't understand why he did it. So that's a storyline that definitely needs to be, uh, needs to be um, I guess, monitored because we, we don't know. Uh, and another thing, <laughs> I'm gonna speak on this. I'm not. I'm not talking about every game, of course, because this isn't. I'm not breaking down every game. But the Chiefs look like the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs won 40 to 26. Nick Foles got. I think he broke his collarbone or something. Um, the Chiefs are. The Chiefs. I think Tyreek Hill got hurt, but they're they're so explosive. It's not even. I said this before. I don't know if I did a, a preseason or NFL breakdown before. I don't actually. I didn't. But I got the Chiefs winning it all. The Chiefs are stacked at near almost every offensive position, and their defense got a lot better and a lot faster. So <laughs> the Chiefs are incredible, man. And they they would have scored more than forty seven if. Uh, Patrick Mahomes didn't try to do that no-look pass to, to um, Travis Kelsey, and he was wide open. If he would've just looked and passed, it would've been wide open, but the, the Chiefs looked look, look scarier than they did last year, and, and we'll just have to see. Uh, and now the story, now, now let's get to the big story. Another big story is Ezekiel Elliott got paid. Before, you know, we all know about the holdout going to Cabo, um, wanted to get, you know, a contract, you know, a new contract, and he did. Uh, he got six years, $90 million, $50 million guaranteed, which makes him the um, highest paid rivalry, I mean, running back in league history. And not only did he do good uh, on Sunday, but Dak Prescott did great on Sunday. And... Come next season, we already know that Dak Prescott's going to get paid. We already know that Amari Cooper's going to get paid. But come next season, I think, I think this is the only time. This year is a prime time for the Cowboys to win it all, if they're going to win it all. I don't think they will, and I'm not saying they will. But their offensive line is going to look different next year, especially if they pay Dak and Amari Cooper, which they probably will. You're not going to be able to keep a lot of those players. You're not going to be able to keep a lot of those uh, good players on the defense now. Now that you have them all here, this is the time to win. 
Um, I, I don't know. I, look. This is this is a win now league, and right now you can't. Of course, you have Zeke locked up for the next six years, but you can't think about what's happening next year, and I don't think they will, because they still have they have yet to pay Dak and they have yet to pay Cooper. But once they do, they're going to lose a lot of key players that they have now, especially on the offensive line, which has been integral for their success or however much success they've had in the last few years. So. That's that's something we have to look out for, uh, and and that's something that's going to drastically change for them. So, also Julio Julio Jones got a three year extension. He, you know, as we know, he had he was uh, he wasn't holding out on a on a deal because he was at camp. But everyone knows that he was trying to get a new deal. And while he didn't get a new complete deal, he did get a three year sixty million sixty six million dollar extension, and all sixty six million is guaranteed. So shouts out to him. Even though the the Falcons looked horrible last, I mean, uh, on Sunday, man. I don't know what it was. Like it, it's like you have Julio Jones. Your, their offense looked hella stale. It, it it just looked bad. But I do want to shout out to Julio Jones. So, you know, money well deserved. Julio Jones is a top to me, to me, and we can argue about this. If you don't agree. Hit it up in the comments, wherever you listen to it, hit me up. But I think Julio Jones is the second best wide receiver in the league next to DeAndre Hopkins. I think my top five receivers in order is DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Julio Jones. Um, I'm going to say Michael Thomas, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. And, well, no, what's his name? Uh, A.B. and Odell Beckham Jr. I think those are the top top five wide receivers, and Julio Jones deserves every bit of that three-year, $66 million extension, so shouts out to him. Um, is there anything else I want to talk about football-wise? Uh, uh, Gronk was saying that you know he's, he's leaving the door open for a comeback. So did D-Wade, but I, I don't expect neither of them to come back anytime soon. Um, but that, that's about it. Uh, moving on from the NFL, um, I want to shout out to Rafael Nadal. He won his 19th major, which is one shy of Roger Federer of all time. Um, he looked incredible. And shout out to Serena. And I'm going to butcher the name of the lady that beat her. But Serena made it all the way to the the champ the finals again, and she did lose in straight sets to the young lady again. I'm not even gonna try to attempt your name because it's challenging. But I want to say shouts out to you, shouts out to Serena, uh, and shouts out to Roger, uh, Rafael Nadal. Uh, not Rafael Nadal. Yeah, I, he he's an easy. When we talk about the pantheon of 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 tennis, you can't go. You can't go without in history. Actually, you can't go too much too too much down the list without hitting Rafael Nadal's name. So you know, definitely shouts out to him. Shouts out to uh, Serena. Shouts out to the young lady that beat Serena. Um, I guess a little bit of basketball. Oh, boom! One thing we definitely need to talk about is so California schools are pretty much. 
there's a bill that's going on that's a lot, that, that California schools are trying to allow players to get paid off their name, whether that's endorsement deals, shoe deals, car deal, whatever. You can they they're they're trying to allow you to do that in college, which I've I've and a lot of people have been a proponent that's saying why are these players making the NCAA and these schools billions upon billions of dollars yet they don't see any of it so I'm all for players getting paid uh off their name I I get you know if you know they're 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 getting paid in illegal ways and of course not but if you're making money off my name I should be able to make some of that so shouts out to California schools now the NCAA, they're ready to go to war with this. They're, they're pretty much saying, you know, that they'll take it to court. Even if California wins, the NCAA can, can shut down any California team from going to the uh, March Madness or w winning anything. Taking, they can shut that down. Now, at that point, you're playing, you're playing Russian roulette. That's, yeah, because... Well, no, you're playing a game of chance. It's either you never want to you never want to try to bottle in a player, and that's what the NCAA is doing. There, you're either going to a force a player to say forget California schools. I want to. I want the visibility of March. I want to be able to play well deep into March. I want to play for national championship. Or you're going to have a player to say, "Yo, my biggest goal not only is to make money, or is to go to college, but to make money playing and doing the thing that I love to do." So then you're going to have kids that want to go to UCLA, that want to go to uh, USC, that want to go to uh, San San Diego State. And to say, forget the, forget going in March. I'm gonna get paid now. I'm still gonna be as great as I am, but I'm gonna get paid now, and then get paid once I go to the league. If I do go to the league, so you're you're making play. It, 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 you, this bill again. Shouts out to California for making this bill. But this bill is gonna is gonna have California go to war with the NCAA and. Either California, at the end of the day, either California is going to win and allow players to get paid, yet the NCAA can turn around and say, like, okay, if that's the case, none of your players are eligible to play for any championship, any tournament, any anything. Or they're going to lose and the NCAA gets their way again. But at what cost at that point? Now you're really showing that, okay, we don't want, play, we want all the money. We want 100% of it, and we don't want any players making it. That's the precedent that you're setting. And whether that works or not, I don't know, but this, you're setting, you're pretty much setting up a Royal Rumble, California, for, for something that's been intact for as long as the NCAA's been here. Again, I'm on California's side. I, I, I don't think that's um, I don't think that's not documented. Um, and, and, and we'll just see how it goes. I, I'm excited, so we'll definitely see. Um, is there any NBA news? Uh, the Grizzlies 
refused to buy out Iggy, uh, forcing him to come back, or forcing, or they want him to report to camp for them. Um, the NBA season starts in like 43 or 42 days or something like that. So I, I, I guess that's more on the Grizzlies side, because even if they don't want him, they can trade him for an you know, and get pieces back. Because as you see, teams like the Lakers, teams like the Rockets, they want an Iggy or the or in the Clippers, they they think a, t- a player like Iggy put, can put them over the top. So why would you not want to get you know assets for that? So we'll see how that plays out. Um, I don't think anything else uh, for the NBA and um, anything else for the NFL. Nah, no tennis. Before we go, I don't know how long this episode is. Um, I do need to shout out. It would be it would behoove me not to shout out Elena Deladon for becoming the first woman in in sport in basketball history to join the 50-40-90 club. For people that don't know, that is fifty uh fifty percent or higher from the field, uh forty percent from three point line, and ninety percent from the free throw line. Uh, she joins the club with players like Steph Curry. Uh, Kevin Durant, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Steve Nash, Ray, uh, Reggie Miller. Like she, she is the first woman. That is a that is an elite. Cl- uh, Michael Brogdon did it. That is an elite club, and the fact that she's the first woman, that is to me, that's incredible. Seeing as how efficient a lot of women players are, um, she is the leader of the Washington Mystics, who right now have the best record in the WNBA and they're gearing up for the playoffs. Of course, you know, I'm a, I'm a homer, so I'm a Mystics fan. I, I, they have all the pieces and they've been blowing people out. So I would be shocked if they don't win it this year. But again, um, I'm, exact, uh, I'm, uh, I'm expecting big things and shouts out again to Elena Deladon for becoming the first woman in history to join the 50-40-90 club. Um, and there you have it, man. I don't know how long this episode is, but I appreciate everyone that, again, was hitting me up about where, where's the podcast. I'm here. Um, the podcast will be dropping every Tuesday now so I can get, I can watch Monday Night Football and, and, and do it, see if anything big happens. Again, um, this is the Unpopular Podcast. For people that's watching, I thank you. Please subscribe. Please subscribe. Please subscribe, whether you listen to it on SoundCloud, iTunes. Um, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you watch it on YouTube, please subscribe. It would mean the world to me. You can comment. I, I, I interact with all the whoever comments on anything. I interact with you guys. I appreciate it again. Uh, have, a, have a blessed, blessed week. And until next Tuesday. Oh, you know what? No. Also, if you have any questions, you can send it to me. Unpopular questions, which is every Thursday. That is coming back as well. I would prefer it not to be about sports, seeing as though this whole podcast is about sports. But if you have any questions about movies, music, pop, food, whatever, you can send it to me, uh, however way you can send it, DMs, on social media, whatever. I will answer them. That's every Thursday. So, again, this is the Unpopular Podcast. And until next time, much love.
Like September I fall down, 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 down below Now I know that the medicine be on call Yeah Was feeling like you hot enough to melt Yeah Can't trust no one can't even trust yourself Yeah I love you I don't love nobody else Yeah Tell them they can take that bullshit elsewhere Self care I'm treating me right Yeah Hell yeah We're gonna be Fuck 
back to my crib and play some 45s It's safe and yeah, I know they still look who We spend our nights all liquored up on morning sun Can you feel it now? It's a beautiful feeling in oblivion, yeah, yeah. oblivion, yeah, yeah.